Okay, so you just got back from Chicago. I did. And how was it? Chicago is... Never... No, I have been, but it was a blip trip. It's a... Uh... <laughs> That sounds like a hashtag on Instagram that you would use, like, <laughs> get away. It's not a staycation. It's a blip trip. It's a, No, uh, Chicago is just, I feel like it's it's everything that this country can be. As weird, as corny as that sounds, it's everybody. It's like, like Midwestern hearty food. It's sandwiches. It's beer, even though I don't drink anymore. It goes all night. There's always something to do. As for a major city, it's still fairly affordable. As really? most, yes, like most major, especially to go out, you can't hang out in San Francisco, no. New York City. It'll break you. Miami, yep. you go to the door, they're like, oh, that's $200 for you, uh, you non local tourist, disgusting person. <laughs> it's hard. So, like Chicago, I love it. I've recorded two specials there one uh, recently, and then one at the Vic Theater in 2016 so it's my home What's away from the people home like is there an energy because i know al talks that we're if you don't watch daily boss live the other show that al and i host you got to check it out check your local listings it's a daily talk show but you always say you know you've for so many years i mean over what like a decade and a half now at least at least you go to every single town under the sun in the united states and there's a different energy with each crowd what is the chicago crowd the Chicago crowd is kind of the crowd you want. They're young folks. They they have been in their big boy or big girl job for a couple of years now. Whatever money they're spending, it's not a problem. They're not going to stiff the waiter or waitress. What they're there to do is have fun and then go out and continue to have a good time. That's why you're out in Chicago. There's a feeling that anything is possible because it's this confluence of the Midwest, but also like New York and L.A. is there. You'll see famous people from I used to hang out with John Belushi when I was there a lot. Or Jim, Bel Jim, his dad, his brother. So you don't remember his name, but you hung Which, out with him? He owned the comedy <laughs> club at first. So I, he would just be. Jim, maybe? Or Jim, Sean? Jim. Jim, the. One of the Belushi brothers. Wow. <laughs> We're so embarrassing. This You're the one bad. that hung out with him. I know. That's embarrassing. I'll show a picture just on Just say the... Belushi. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> just say Belushi. <laughs> one of them could have been his nephew. But no, uh, it, was, uh, Jim, it was Jim Belushi. I'm hoping but uh, yeah, he, I hung out with him a ton. What was he like? He's awesome. Is he, he still alive? Yes. Oh, His yeah. brother passed away. Okay. It'd be hard to hang out with him. What do you think? We're weekend at Burnings. It, <laughs> stand him up. We're going to the club. No, it, uh, it was it was great. Uh, you know, I think about it like a lot of my best friends. I've toured with Hannibal Burris for almost 10, 11 years now, which sounds crazy to even say, but he's from Chicago. There's just an energy there where it's like locals, but it's like everybody's right on the right on the precipice of fame if they're not famous already. But it just like the energy in that city, beautiful people, great food, good red meat, good like good Midwestern experience. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend When it. can we see your special? As soon, uh, it's not going to be, uh, it should be sooner than later. I shot at a beautiful, uh, beautiful venue. Shout out to Sahar at the Comedy Bar. I said it when I was on stage. It's not the typical hour special where you come out on this big stage that you know like the Rockettes will be on the next night. It was like an intimate stage with like that kind of white lighting. You know, those Ooh. those uh, those kind of light bulbs where you could see the filaments inside. Yes. That, those kinds. So oh, it was like real kind of like wet, moody. warm. Yeah. I was yes. like, man, this is like sexy in here. And it it slows the comic down a little bit. So you're not coming out like, what's up, y'all? Right. Hey, my mom used to, you know, it's just more like, yo, y'all good? All right, let's talk. And you use the Rockettes as I, a reference. Are they yeah. still like, is that? 
Yes. As popular as it was 20, 30 years ago. Aren't, aren't you are the you person aged... that a Christmas tree lighting is okay. made for? Yeah, but you aged yourself quite a bit by saying, you know, I'm here one night, the Rockettes are here the other. The Rockettes are famous. All right. I'm, don't disrespect. I'm, no, I'm not disrespecting. I don't even they know do, what they do. They do those kicks. Yeah, but you could say that about a karate tournament. That doesn't mean no, that. What else? No. What else are they known for, Sam? They're in unison in that line, and they do the kicks. Okay, it's amazing. It's <laughs> Sounds like you're a big fan. <laughs> so unbelievable, she's never seen it. I so have, I mean, I've never been to a Rockette show, but I do like to see them like on clips, like from decades ago. I don't think there's there they probably are still a thing. No, okay. but it it wasn't an, an, uh, a reference that aged you. I will say that. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you for All right. slightly gonna, insulting me. We're, we're doing this. That's what we do is we insult one another. If you watch PBL, <laughs> Al and I insult each other a lot. To the point where we had to make a couple special announcements that we don't that hate each other. Because you could definitely tell that people were, at first I was like, hey, you know, it's good viewership people, you know, whatever. But then people were like starting to take sides. It's like, no, this is my sister. Doc. Right. Like y'all don't understand. Like no Sam idea. is my girl. And we go hard. Yes. Like, man, you should see our text threads. Yeah. Because we, we can't show them. We're that the same that person. Bad. Yeah, we we're are. the same person. Yes, we just we look very different. We're the exact, <laughs> we're the exact same wiring. So let's get into okay, it. Okay. Let's get into it. This is interesting because I never knew that wingsuits were as dangerous as they are. So you didn't just looking at them? No, I didn't realize that the death rate is one in 500 jumps. Stop Sometimes it. one in 400 jumps. Now, a lot of these people will jump all the time. So eventually you are increasing your odds of ending your life with what you love. But here's the caveat on this one. Apparently, I always call them like the squirrel suits, right? So right. the wingsuits are those flying squirrel suits that you people see uh, when you base jump. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I was going to say free base. But that's yeah, that, that's something else. That's You're also getting high base and then coming jump. down. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's something else. So with base jumping, though, again, uh, these are like instant viral videos because not many people are going to go uh, wingsuit dive. And the first story. So these are two incidents. Now, again, we all know that the the one in 500 jumps you have. a, I mean, that's the statistic of losing your life. So you already know that the odds are against you, so to speak, if you're going to be jumping every weekend. Now, the first one it was in 2016, August of 2016. And this was an Italian. And he Facebook lived his own death. And I... I just want to start by saying a lot from what I did, from what I learned in my research, a lot of these wingsuit divers start out as skydivers. Now, skydiving videos don't get nearly as many hits as a wingsuit uh, video. Right. Be because skydiving is like, you know, George Bush senior skydiving right. when he was like I've 95. Skydived. So I've, Yeah, exactly. I still wouldn't for the record. It, That's terrifying. I had to do it. Remember, I told you for that MTV show, I yes. was like dying on the way up. But then I'd look to the camera and be like, Bleh. I, I had to jump off the stratosphere in Vegas for this kid show I used to ho uh, host right. on the BBC. Sam, first of all, I was so hungover from the night before because we were partying. I kept looking at the itinerary and I was like, where are the people that are going to be doing the job? <laughs> the jump? I was like, it didn't cross my mind that it was going to be you. until they started fitting me for the jumpsuit. And that when you worse, I don't think people understand when you step out onto anything that, where there's nothing around you. It, that's super high. The wind is crazy. So you step out with this harness on your back. The wind is whipping and they're just like, just jump off and your body 
I know you guys are like, just jump. No, your body won't let your you. Your body has a natural self-defense mechanism. Like, oh, you're too stupid not to do this. So we're just going to lock your legs up. So my legs would not move. And I could hear the guys in my ear like, <laughs> you need to jump. And I was like, I get that. But Someone's I can't. Have to push you. Yeah, I literally, somebody, what do they say? Like uh, birds push their babies out the nest because oh, they're the same yeah. way. They're like, I wouldn't try and fly either if you never had. I'm not taking my mama bird's word for no. it. You got to shove me out with that beak. Yep. So, yeah, so that I, I I can't imagine doing this on purpose <laughs> without a contract in place. Well, they say that there's some sort of like chemical imbalance or overbalance, you know, right. ones that seek thrill seekers. Mm. They have like a different brain chemistry than those that don't crave it. And I will say, though, like you said, uh, originally when you would see skydiving videos, well, now it's just very normalized and you're not going to get the viral fame. So a lot of these skydivers have turned on to wingsuit diving, which is those squirrel suits. There's in the order, internet up in the ante. In or exactly. In order to get internet fame to the point where this guy, and this is Armin Schmieder, 28 years old, Italian. He was in Switzerland on the Alps and live Facebooked it. And on the Facebook, I could not watch it. I can't watch things like this. I did look at the transcript and in the transcript, you hear him shout because it was moments after he jumped, you hear him shout and then there's an impact. And when you Facebook live to those of you who don't Facebook live, uh, before he jumped, he pushed like record, just like you were recording. And there's nothing you can do at that point. In real time, your followers, your viewers, whoever chimes in can watch it. And then in perpetuity, that video lives on. So you can still go on the internet, which I can't imagine because this person does have a young child. I can't imagine the ear. I'm going to say this because this might be this person's passion, especially because they used to skydive. But for me, doing something where one in 500 jumps could cost you your life when you have a child is highly irresponsible. And I know, I agree. I, okay. Cause I know a lot of thrill seekers would say, Oh, but Sam, you know, I'm a motocross person or I'm this, and I have to do this or else I'm not going to feel complete. And then I'm going to be a poor version of myself to my child. So I understand that those person think those people think differently than me, but yes, this person not only died and left their child behind, but their video of their death is on the internet forever. For Which, their child it, with or, people or loved roasting ones to see. it, I'm sure as well. Horrific. So uh, those are all the details of that. I mean, it's he was an experienced skydiver. He had only uh, done the wingsuit dives that year, so he's very new when it came to wingsuit. And again, uh, a lot of people uh, speculated that knew him. It was because of the fact that those videos get a lot more attention than his skydiving videos. So that's one. And it leads mm. to the other one. Okay. So just a, f a, a few days uh, after that death, you have a very well-known wingsuit diver, Alexander Poli, And he's one of the most celebrated. If you're someone that looks at those videos, there's one that got 50 million views of his put him on the map where he was going um, 155 miles per hour through a little hole in a cliff. So I almost can see that video. So that was the video that like put him on the map and a lot of people started following him and he was known in like, not only in this community, but also just thrill seekers in general. A lot right. of like the X Games people like applauded him. Um, and really quickly, Sam, where do you go after you do that? You go 150 miles an hour through this tiny hole. You come out. You're alive. You're super famous. 
your fans are adoring you and they're saying, what's next? You have to up. You can't you walk away. No. What do you, it, it's really, in a weird way, it's the same thing that Evil Knievel kept running into. He would jump four school buses, not make it, destroy his hips, and then the next thing, ABC Wild World of Sports is like, hey, so what are you going to do now? I'm going to jump five. There's this weird connection that these thrill seekers feel with their fans where they feel like they have to constantly do this for them. Yep. But in a way, you don't. I know. You don't. Because if those fans really cared about you, they'd be like, that was cool. Never do that again. I agree with you, but I wonder, and I totally 1000% am not on either of these people's side. Because again, when your statistics are one in 500, I think that's insane. And especially when you start out skydiving and then you move into this to get, in my opinion, more clout and fame, there's something wrong there. But I will say, if you're constantly reading comments saying how wonderful you are, I mean, we see this with celebrities. We see this with child actors, how wonderful you are. I can't wait to see more. This person's like a superhero. What does that do to your psyche? Do you start to believe it where you think you're invincible? So yes, not only are you chasing that dangling carrot of more likes and more fame, but do you start to believe that you are different than the average man or woman because of the thousands of people telling you you are different? And actually, you can look at the statistics. If somebody says only two people have jumped off of this cliff, one was in the 1800s and the other one was in 1985, and the other one is you, you're on a Mount Rushmore now of people where you can say you have tangible proof that nobody in this world is like you. And when you start saying things like that, how do you not start feeling like Thor? Right. Like, what are y'all going to do to me? I'm good. Purple people were calling him like Mission Impossible, like Tom Cruise. Like, what does that do to your psyche? So after the the one, uh, and he was a very skilled pilot, I should say. This person, probably the best in in in, in his business, right? right? In his community. Um, after that one, what he did is he leapt from a height of 5,000 feet and he smashed into a tree. And... Um, heartbreaking because again, the community that beloved him and loved his videos all felt like that he had so much more to give. And again, I'm saying this from an outsider's perspective at the same time that when you know, despite your skill set, when I read that statistic, one in 500 jumps is you're going to lose your life. That does not apply to skill set. So they're already grouping in the very experience. That, so it doesn't really matter. Like right. you are eventually, if you're going to continue to be one of these wingsuit divers, you eventually are going to meet your maker, like so to speak. Did I say that one yes. right? Because I always get my my sayings wrong. No, but. that that that's right. And you're you're exactly right when you say that. Because I know you can say, well, he's a skilled jumper. He's done all this. Well, we're not accounting for weather abnormalities. Right. We're not accounting for equipment malfunctions. The idea that anything is perfectly safe, we don't live in a hermetically sealed world. We understand that, you know, when you drive home from here, there is an amount of danger there, but we try to mitigate that risk. You have a safe car. You have a bunch of airbags. You have a seatbelt. All of these things. You don't drink and drive. You're not texting and driving. Now, can something still happen? Of course. But is it different than you having a bottle of scotch between your legs and the radio blaring? Absolutely. So we're just trying to mitigate risk and Some one in 500 is not. No, yes. No. And that's why for me, of course, I have empathy. Of course, these are two people that probably loved what they did. And may they rest in peace. And again, they died doing what they loved. But I do strongly believe that these two skydivers perhaps wouldn't have became uh, this, gotten into this more risky form of 
diving if it weren't for the instantaneous fame that was at their fingertips. So I do think that social media is partially to blame. I do think people's thousands upon thousands of comments calling them Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, superhero this. I do think it weighs into your psyche. And if you hear vibrating, I don't know if that's my that's phone or my else. phone. Oh, so wow. How rude of you. I know, right? So rude. But I will say, too, when he did smash into the tree, the uh, people called police, you know, he had it quite the following. Always people there watching him, filming him. And when the rescue team came, he was conscious. They were not able to keep him alive to even sustain putting him in uh, some sort of a contraption to move him to a hospital. So he wasn't even able to be air flighted because they weren't able. So even though they reached him when he was conscious, that was very short lived wow. and the life saving measures they took did not work. And um, again, heartbreaking. And again, I do think social media has a lot to do with this because I don't think that that diving, squirrel diving, uh, whatever you want to call it, would be as uh, enticing today if it didn't come with instant fame. I mean, you way, upload one of those I don't, videos. I don't think it's called squirrel diving. I think that that's something that you would hear in a frat. They look like squirrels. Yeah, it, they do. Flying squirrels. Yes, but I don't know if it's squirrel diving. There's water. no water down there. Squirrels. Squirrels hate water. Yeah, but it's still diving. You're diving into the air. So I'm partially. You're right. not diving yes, into you, the air. So why is it called skydiving? Be, uh, be, well. No, you're diving. Yes, you're diving. You are diving. Al is wrong. Sam is right. I'll Two take points the L on that Sam. one. Two points. Um, I got to pick up my daughter from school. Yes, so maybe that was her be? texting right there. My daughter doesn't text. She's five. Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> True. It's about that time. Right. By the way, really quickly, every parent is like, you know, my, my kid is so great that I check their Instagram and I'll, I'm like, watch their Finsta. That's the every parent. I'm like, if, do you notice that like parents two generations ago, you should be like, guess what I caught Sam doing? Guess what Al tried to do? You know, it's like parents don't have any like my kids were doing like because. They're doing stuff that you don't even know, know exists. Yeah. Finstas it's, are fake instas. We had a whole episode about it. And we're going to dive into that again. We have to. We need to continue to educate ourselves as parents, other parents, because, man, social media, I tell you what, it is the wild, wild west. I know I sound like an old, I was going to say the F-A-R-T word. I don't like that word. You can't say fart? I don't like it. It's just gross. I don't like it. Okay. Well, I guess we okay, won't. I got to go pick up you, my kid. Okay. Well, hey. Did you have any? I guess you weren't going to be you... going like a fart in the wind. Uh, okay. <laughs> Guys, you can find me on aljacksonlive.com and make sure to do me a favor and pick up a book. Where is Baby Ford? Not a book. The book I wrote. It's a kid's book that highlights <laughs> uh, the incredible gifts that kids on the spectrum give our world. My young, youngest son, Bradford, hence the name Where's Baby Ford, is the star of the show. It has my other two kids. It was illustrated by an incredible illustrator at Nine News. Uh, you can get it uh, on my website, aljacksonlive.com. You can also find me on TikTok at aljackson247 and on Twitter at aljackson. But more importantly, Sammy, where can we find you? You can find both Al and I at Daily Blast Live. Check your local listings. Go to dailyblastlive.com. And then all my social media handles are easy at Sam Shocker. Yes, and that was not Macy Gray filling in for Sam in the last few moments. Did of I this. get a cute raspy yeah, voice? You, got, you know what you like have? You have that smoker voice that the woman okay. at the end of the bar in the dive bar in your town and like as a she starts talking to you when you're like 22 and you're like, and you're like oh I, I don't know. know why i like this but i like she's yeah. like oh you kids you come <laughs> in here i'll do you, you look at a woman like me you don't know what i can do and you're like oh what can oh, you do what are you yes. talking about my yeah. gosh wow the difference between men and women goodbye al I, goodbye everybody we'll i see love you, soon. you guys shout out to the smoker voice puff of smoke we out.